Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. As always, glad you're here with me. Don't know if your day is just getting started or just winding down or it's somewhere in the middle. But here we are. You and me. Right now. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. Went to a few meetings today. One of them, topic came up, as it often does, is that it's not about drinking anymore. It's not about drinking anymore, but I start the show by saying that because I know if I let up on the spiritual program of action, I'm headed for trouble and will be about drinking again. But it is not today. Very grateful for that. And my piping hot cup of Colombian coffee this evening. Been recording some of these in the evening lately. I just do too much in the morning sometimes. I just can't do it all. I go to a meeting, I run, I I do a couple photo shoots, I you know, I body double for some action stars. It takes a lot of time, so I don't always have time to wedge in one of these little podcasts, but anyways, I have Colombian tonight, Colombian coffee, and it is so delicious. Do you have a libation with you? Do you have a beverage, a celebratory beverage to enjoy? Maybe not. Maybe you do. If you do, enjoy it with me. I'm going to continue tonight with what does the big book say workshop information. We're going to go into step 11. We're going to start right where we left off. And I have to start by telling you I'm really happy about the feedback I'm getting about this series that I'm doing here glad it's helping some of you okay we're going to start in the bottom of page 85 
Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy to be vague about this matter, yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. Nothing to decipher there. Self-explanatory. And now what they're going to do is they're going to give us really simple guidelines, suggestions, things to think about in the morning, at night, and all throughout the day. They're going to do all three of these things in a very simple fashion. I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to talk about it. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. We don't destructively review it. We constructively review it. We don't say, we suck to our losers. That's not constructive. The purpose of this review is to build something, not to tear down. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we can do for others, of what we can pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. That's what I was just saying about the constructively review. We don't want to drift into worry or remorse or morbid reflection because that would be uncomfortable. It would be uncomfortable, but that's not why. Because it would diminish our usefulness. After making a review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. I'm going to read this and then I'm going to talk about this stuff. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with insurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed at a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought, or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional, occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. Okay, so we just read a lot, but I'm going to keep it really simple. I'm not going to say that much about most of that speaks for itself. Some things to think about when you retire at night, some things to think about in the morning. Don't panic 
But what jumps out here the most? Oh, and if you want to hear more, a more elaborate take on this, there's a episode I did earlier, a while back on Step 11, you can find, where I dig deeper into some of the, some of it. But, but what jumps out here is it says, it says something in the last couple paragraphs that's just very radical. It's very against a lot of what you hear. And it's on the awakening paragraph in there. So before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that our thinking be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. When our thinking is divorced from those things, we can use our brains with assurance. We can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. In the original manuscript, it said, just use common sense. There's nothing hard or mysterious about this. But they took that out and they said, when your thinking is divorced of selfishness, you can use your brain. That's why God gave it to you. Use it. And feel confidently about it with assurance. Our thought life, our thinking, will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. The wrong motives being selfish motives. It's kind of radical. Then it goes on. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We might not be able to know what to do. Here we freak out. We just spaz out and just just panic. Just kidding. Here we ask God for inspiration, intuitive thought, or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. So if I'm struggling, if I'm freaking out, I'm doing this wrong. How amazing is that? If I'm spazzing out, I'm not I'm not doing it. <laughs> According to the direction. It's a relief. It goes on. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while. It used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. So the hunch and the occasional inspiration will gradually become part of how I think. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it's not probable we're going to be inspired at all times. We might all do all kinds of crazy things and think all kinds of crazy things, thinking it's God. But nevertheless, we will find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more in the plane of inspiration we come to rely upon. That is so radical that my thinking is going to be on the plane of inspiration, so much so that I'm going to come to rely upon my thinking. I'm 31 years sober, and I don't think I've ever heard anybody say in a meeting, I've come to rely upon my thinking. Well, actually, I hear it in some of the groups I go to, but. More often than not, it's I can't trust my thinking. My 
brain's a dangerous neighborhood, even though I've been sober for years and my thinking's all jacked up and it's this and it's that. And, and that's how I felt for the first two and a half years of my sobriety. I was really miserable. And you might believe that to be true, but it's not what we just read. What we just read is very different than that, and it's a relief to me. But if I went to a meeting and said I was, my thinking was inspired, I don't know how people would take that. Paradoxically, if I were to share that, my thinking probably wouldn't be very inspired. But anyways, <laughs> we usually conclude this period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we'll be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will. Back to the third step again. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no request for ourselves only. We can ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If you belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. Now... They're going to tell us what to do throughout the day. You know, we're not just praying in the morning and at night. Now we're trying to live in step three and take God with us everywhere we go throughout the day. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or the right action part of that phrase that's often deleted when it's discussed is to pray for the right. I hear a lot pause when agitated. In other words, bite your tongue. That's not what everybody means, but that's what I have to come to see that a lot of people mean. But this whole thing that it says is very different from that. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or for the right action. Step three again, we constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. So throughout the day, we are constantly reminding ourselves we are no longer running the show. In other words, we're constantly doing step three. We're constantly making sure that keystone is in place. Humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily because we're not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we are trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. And then here comes a full paragraph. It works. It really does. We alcoholics are undisciplined. 
but check this out. So we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. In other words, we're not going to stay undisciplined. We're just getting sober. We're just learning the stuff. And we're going to let God discipline us in the simple way we just outlined. And then it says, and that's it. That was a lot. That was a lot of spiritual stuff. Kick back. Don't go any further. No. It says, but this is not all. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. So that's what the big book says about step 11. It says, hey, we could be vague about this, but we're not going to. We're going to give you some definite and valuable suggestions. When our day is over, here's some things to think about in a constructive way. We're going to review our day. The hope of building something with this. Making this useful review. And when we wake up, we ask God to direct our thinking. Especially asking that selfishness be removed for our thinking. And when that is the case, we can trust our thinking. We don't work ourselves into a lather. We just relax and take it easy. As we go through the day, we pause on agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or the right action. Somebody offends me. What's the right thought or the right action? I mean, how can I help you, God? What can I do here? What is my assignment in this situation? Is it to say something, do something? How can I help God infiltrate this situation? And then we go through the day, we constantly remind ourselves we are not the director. Pretty simple. I think it's really important that it doesn't, there's a big difference between concentrating on my character defects and concentrating on what we just read. What we just read is I'm going to concentrate on being loving. I'm going to concentrate on what can I do for God? Which is very different than I'm going to concentrate on what is wrong with me. Those are night and day focuses that bring night and day results in my own personal experience. Remember, we're not working on our character defects. God is going to remove them. And our job is to concentrate on trying to do what we think God would have us do. kind of amazing, but there's a huge difference in my own experience from concentrating on what is wrong with me, what are my flaws, even thinking about them, talking about them, looking at them.
Once I know they're there, it doesn't serve me to keep the camera on them anymore. Job's to flip that towards someone else. And there's just a big difference between thinking about that and thinking about what is a loving thing to do here? How can I help? How can I serve? How can I do God's bidding? Remember the seven-step prayer. We're going to ask God to take this stuff. Remove it from me. I don't want to think about it anymore. I want to think about what I can do for you now. might seem like a subtle difference, but to me it's not at all. Very big difference. So hopefully that helps somebody. And I want to give a shout out to Happy Joyous and Three on the East Coast. And the OG West Coast. I want to give a shout out to um, the Sober Gratitudes podcast, podcast greater than yourself, Black Rhinos, all those psychos out there. And um, let's say hello to Chelsea. And um, I want to say hello to Generation X. And um, it's an inside joke. And I want to give a special shout out today to Kat. She's listening. And if anybody needs to hear it, I'll say it. Everything is okay. Right now, everything's okay. It is. I'm going to go do a patio modeling shoot. And it's called Dex and Pex. And I just stand on a patio with my shirt off. And I think I hold like a mineral water up to the sky. And I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. I'm going to stop. All right. Oh. Uh. Have an amazing weekend. Make it amazing. You have the power to do that. Nobody else does. You do. I'm going to try and do that. On that note, I'm going to try to go live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you'll do the same.